Water report, y'all. We're here with season two of Morning Report, y'all. Here with J. Mike Burton, my sidekick, and uh, I mean, essentially co-host, uh, unpaid intern. Yeah, I was wondering when I get the money. The royalty checks will. Uh, we're still working out the taxes uh, now that it's a new year. Um, yeah, and everything. So well, we're still working on it. Uh, yeah, I, I keep waiting for my check, but uh, yeah, I need a new horse. Yeah, and, and I can't, and I don't have the money because you don't. I don't get my. I don't get paid for this. Well, you know, um, you get what you pay for <laughs> is basically what, what I've been going yeah, with so far. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're, um, we're coming to everybody, uh, not really live since this is an internet radio broadcast, uh, but from my actual pod, which is what they call our offices now, um, it's a, basically like a what five by ten foot box yeah. with uh, all of the stuff that I have in my professional career shoved into it i see though that you do have a picture of the administrator well you know i these pictures just come and go people just walk by and post them and last last month i we uh we won a teaching award for uh best preceptors in the hospital which i don't know how on earth that happened but we had a poster that was about six seven feet tall that just randomly appeared on my wall um, big picture of me, um, and it just kind of hung well, out. Yeah, in but I mean, it had you, Doctor Lynch, and Doctor Colossa. 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 No, excuse me. Well, it's but yeah. it didn't have Doctor Burton up there. Well, it's only the active um, members of the team. <laughs> what do you mean active? I'm active. I mean, I talk to the students. I operate. Now, now since the last podcast, you've basically semi-retired. Semi, but semi. I'm still operating. Yeah. So, helping you. Okay. Easily. Yeah, I mean, not very often. Not very often because you don't ask me. Well, it's I'm not, I'm not I haven't, I've been slow. I haven't had a lot of big cases for us to do. Yeah, you don't need your help yeah. on gallbladders anymore. If could, somebody, if I could get you out of that laparoscopic stuff. Now, now somebody taught me how to do gallbladder surgery so well when I was in residency. Yeah, that's true. That uh, that's true. that I don't I don't necessarily need to have your help for taking people's gallbladders out. It I was uh, Doctor Proudfoot. No, I no, it was, was me because. I had to teach you how to tie your shoes first, remember? Yeah, and look at these. Yeah, they're tied yeah. today. Yeah, they're tied. Got them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um, no. It's been um, it's been a bit of a time, like a pretty long stretch since the last podcast. It's been um, it's been busy. the The number one thing that I get when people ask me about the podcast, the number one question. It's not like, oh, I have a question about medical or something or other. Oh man, what's it like to be a general surgeon? The number one question I get. How's Mikey doing? I'm not even kidding. I have, like, my wife's cousins will come up to me and be like, how's J. Mike doing? Is he doing all right? It was touch and go there for a while. Yeah, I've had a rough summer. Had a really rough summer. Rough summer. Since the last podcast Mm -hmm. uh, that we did together, Mm -hmm. you you had already recovered from, uh, well, you had had your passing out spell. The old man passing out in the OR spell. (laughs) <laughs> I think is what is, is how we refer to that, right? I was dehydrated. De- dehydration due to yeah. steroids. Then yeah. you had your hip surgery and the near fatal shooting that didn't actually happen. Yeah. But my wife was going to protect me. She had this, your back. She had the stick. Hey, and you know what? She showed you at that moment how much she loved you, which came in handy later on. Yes. Because you had to return the favor. We'll yes. get to that later. Yeah. Now, you did pretty well for a while. You semi-retired, started to enjoy yourself. And then the next thing that happened was I had a heart attack. Had a heart attack. So it proves you do have a heart. I do have a heart. 
I, I, I was waiting on my wife, as I, I've been doing for 45 years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> willfully, lovingly waiting for oh, your yeah, wife. Yeah. She's, I mean, we, we were going to town. We live about three and a half miles out of town, and I was standing there or by my truck, and I started having chest pain. I mean, real chest pain. And it hurt into my back, and so... When she came out, I told her I said I'm having chest pain, and she wanted to drive, but I did. I said no, I can, I can drive. Well, we got about a mile away and uh, out from the house, and I got a little bit dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hit anything. No, right? I didn't hit anything, but I pulled over, and so then uh, and got out, and so she, and and we switched seats, and she started driving, and apparently I went out on her, and she thought I had coded. Now, did she rip your shirt off? No, she didn't rip my oh, shirt off. Okay. Uh, you know, but uh, she probably thought about it, but she didn't. <laughs> and But she thought she was going to have to pull me out of the truck and, and do CPR on me. But I woke up, and she got me to the hospital, uh, this little hospital there in Mount Sterling, and they did an EKG on me and said, uh, you've got ST elevation all the way across the board. You're having a pretty bad heart attack, and flew me to St. Joe in Lexington, and they put a stint yeah now now i have a couple questions about this because i was there who, who, who i was there you that there. night you were there that night and in the cookies. icu yeah um now when you when you had the um the heart attack you you were having a heart attack you were driving she put you pull over the side road linda saves your life mm-hmm. now did she do cpr on you at that no, time no she now shook me shook she your heart shook me and i finally heard her saying my name Okay, so you you emerged from your near coma, near death, accident, <laughs> near, death near death experience. Near death experience. Did you see the light? Didn't see the light. Okay. No. You didn't see like a bunch of fire. No, I didn't see. Okay. It, no. But we got <laughs> we got to the hospital, and I, the pain though was really bad. Well, you know they say that it hurts it to have really a heart attack, hurt, right? And you know, and I'm tough. And well, they, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm tough. You've got a what's your resting heart rate again? If about fifty. Mm. So anyway, so they they gave me. Uh, morphine and fentanyl, and that didn't help. But then they put me on when they put me on the helicopter, and they gave me the aspirin and heparin and all that stuff. I'm a little claustrophobic, and when they first put me on the helicopter, and I'd been on a helicopter in the Navy, right? So I, I so you're you're like a, a seasoned helicopter I'm a veteran. Seasoned helicopter you are like basically veteran. like a pilot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I probably could pilot one if I had to. So anyway, they they put me in there, and I was in this place, and, and I mean. <laughs> It was like being in an MRI machine. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can handle this for 20 minutes or not. But anyway, then they moved me on in further, and I was okay. But they kept giving me this fentanyl and stuff, and it didn't help me. So I'm laying on the cath table, and uh, I'm not, you know, they're sedating me a little bit, but, you know, not much. You're pretty awake. You remember all this happening. you have the muscle mass that I have... It takes a lot to sedate. Well, yeah, I mean, a, spe- a specimen like you, I'm surprised they, they yeah. you know, no, usually they, probably, they have to use like they a club. They probably thought I, they didn't need to, but just... Just out of toughness. Just, just out of, you know, I'm saying this guy's so tough. But anyway, I didn't feel the, the I didn't feel him cannulate my right radial artery. And and they and he told me when they got ready to inject the contract, said, now you're going to feel a flush. I didn't feel the flush. Mm-hmm. The pain was terrible, and then all of a sudden the pain went away. I'm sure that's when they opened my vessel up. Is the LAD? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they opened that up, and they said, "Oh man, that feels great." And then in about 30 seconds, 
somebody hit me in the chest with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I remember I you telling mean, me about this. They, I, I mean, I went clear off the table, and I, and I said, whoa. I yeah. Said, and I asked the, Dr. Lynn, I said, did I go into VTAC or something? He said, yes, you did. I said, well, let me tell you something, bud. The next time that happens... You either sedate me or let it ride. Yeah. Now, so your heart stopped, and they hit you with the yeah, they, defibrillator. I mean, yeah, and, and and I mean, they shocked me. I think I was in VTAC. I don't know what else, but man, Sparky, I was man. I mean, I'll tell you what. You know, I remember when we were in residency, we were, you know, we didn't call cardiology for help a lot. You know, we would just do it like ourselves. you. You went into some funky arrhythmia. We needed to shock. And we just gave you some Versed and lit up old Sparky, and you just boom, you know, and you just clear. And and now hearing this, I, I didn't realize people felt it so bad. I mean, they, they don't uh, look like they uh, enjoy it when you do it to them. But. Well, if you're out, it's no big deal. I yeah. mean, if you're unconscious. But I was conscious, you know, and, yeah. you know, my brain is really good. Well, yeah, I mean, it is so <laughs> awake. It's just like, you know, you know I mean, I, it's like a, it's like a, I, it, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been compared to Einstein before. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably couldn't. I probably wouldn't compare to Einstein's hemorrhoid. <laughs> That's probably the closest I'd get to Einstein would be his hemorrhoids. But anyway. <laughs> So that's what happened to me. So, and then, then and then you got a visit from old oh, yeah. your old surgical J, son. JEP was right there on the spot at eleven thirty at night. He came in. Yeah. So he comes in and brings cookies. Mm-hmm. And that was wonderful. I but sure do. You did. know, I tell you what, that room I was in was very very uncomfortable. Yeah. That bed. It's a ho- I mean, bed. well, you know those hospital beds. Uh, the patients love them. I mean, anybody from the medical field that's listening to this, uh, assuming anyone comes back and listens for the season, is going to recognize that the beds with the bar uh, across the middle of the small of your back, and then one right across your shoulders with zero padding on it. In uh, it's just so comfortable that you almost want to take one home with you. Yes. And yeah. if you, you, that's why they sell so many of those craftmatic beds yes. to the elderly population, <laughs> like yourself. Yeah. yeah, well, and then the chair that my wife could sit in, or whoever's my my granddaughter. Yeah, was, she was there when she she stayed the first time. It was so uncomfortable that the next night Linda tried to stay and she couldn't. She couldn't stay in that thing. It was so uncomfortable. So I don't know if if the hospital there is hurting for money. Uh, I don't know. Okay, St. Joe's, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, but it was the most uncomfortable. It was just very uncomfortable. And, you know, I was there, what, well, two days? Yeah, I mean, thank God you had those cookies to get yeah, you through. Yeah, those cookies got me through. You know? It wasn't just seeing me showing up that night enough comfort to... No, it, it did comfort me. Didn't you think that, oh, man... Yeah. I thought, yeah, here he is, you know. Well, you know, in these situations, I'm always... I mean, I just... I'm coming. I'm just going to come and visit him no matter what. But then when I get there, I'm waiting in the parking lot about to go in the hospital and I think, like, what if he's, like, you know, like, that you get those old people who they're just, like, they're dying and they're dying and they're dying. They die forever. And then their their son-in-law or their, their cousin that they haven't seen in 10 years shows up and they're at the bedside and they hold hands. And then that person just, that's it. That's what they're waiting on. And then they just give up the ghost. And I'm always worried that you're just hanging on by a thread. Just, like, you're about to go. And then I'm going to come in and be like, Mikey, I'm here. It's yeah. Jacob. I'm here. What can I do for you? And you just look up at me, and then 
that'll be that. And I'm, I'm always but got I, that little bit in the back, except that I know that you're such a physical specimen, despite all your ailments, that that you know I'm I'm right there. That it's it's it, it's in the back of my mind, but then I kind of think, ah, it's all right. He's had a good run. I would say that they probably hadn't seen a physical specimen like me. <laughs> <At that laughs> they probably point. hadn't seen too much, and no. like yeah. But he uh, was very uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but well, that's not it. Well, I survived it. Well, you did because you know, yeah. and, and you did well. You were back within what? Yeah. Well, well, at two weeks, I was playing drums at church. Yeah. And then I came back to work. You were back. Weeks, yeah. yeah, a month and three, yeah. four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Back to semi work. Yes. Yeah, you know, because semi retired. Yeah. But, um, and then all right, so you're doing well. So that's the health report, right? But it's not all of it. Not all of it. Right? Because then, you know, now you're now... This was in May. Right. So now change, switching gears. Okay. Now you're um, you're an experienced horseman. Absolutely. And now a horseman is like a real... That's like what people call themselves when they're actually horse people. Like yes. you don't say, I'm a horse guy. You're a horseman. Horseman. Not just like some dude that rides horses occasionally. You're, you're like a cowboy. Yeah. I mean, you got boots. Yeah. You got spurs. You got multiple horses that you have various ailments with over time are always <laughs> oh, yeah. a problem with your yeah. horse. Like you have real horseman problems. Yes. Barn, great horses. We've ridden them. Kelly's mm-hmm. been there. We even brought my niece. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you had a horse accident. Yes. Now that was a few months after. This was in August. August. That, that more, I was just start. you know, I guess after you have a heart attack, it takes you a little while to get your energy back. You know I mean? Even are you though, sure about that? Even though... You're a physical specimen. Right, even if you are a beast. But I was back out exercising and everything. So that morning, on, on, in August, it's August 18th, I think, I got up, came up, came here to the hospital and helped, I think, I think I helped Katrina. I think, yeah, you did some yeah, kind of case Katrina with Katrina. Katrina do a thyroid. Something like okay, that. Okay, so I got home. I, I did my exercise. And then I got on my, I got on my horse to check my cattle. Mm-hmm. Well, my horse had had an infected foot, the left, the left, left rear, and that we'd been the veterinarian and I had been treating for three weeks, and it was well. Now it had it had it had got a roofing nail in its in the foot, from where my roof blew off two years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, you know they'd fixed it. That was the roof of the barn. The roof of the barn. Yeah, not the house. The roof of the barn. But anyway, so I had ridden him. Twice since since his foot got better, no problems. Uh, and then this particular day, I got on him, but I noticed he was acting a little bit funny in his front. I just not stepping just right, but I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, got down, checked my cattle, came up out of that field into another field that that's kind of flat, and I like to kind of lope in, and I cued him to lope, and he started bucking. And he had me off to the left, and I went off. Now, now, when you say bucking, like he was like going was bucking. Now, now, how long do you think he stayed on? Well, about. I mean, the full eight seconds, I obviously. I, I don't know if I made the eight <laughs> seconds or not. It was close, but it wasn't very long. Has this ever happened to you before? Oh yeah. You've been bucked off before? Oh yeah. Okay. I've I've been bucked off. I've had horses fall with me. I've had uh, horses rear up and fall back, and I, you know, jumped off to the side before they hit the back. Had one horse, I was uh, moving a calf out of a field, and I knew there was a hole in the field. I knew there was a, a, a pothole. Yeah. I knew that, but I stepped in it anyway, and the horse flipped. And and as he was coming down on his back, I was able to jump off to the side so he didn't 
fall on me. Now, see, this whole time, now, this is all news to me. I mean, I, I knew about the accident here, yeah. where we're, we're talking about, yeah. but all this backstory about you being a bad rider of horses, always your horse is always falling down and stuff, that's all new. I didn't know you were like a serial horse tipper over <laughs> guy. Yeah. It seemed like you knew your way around a horse, but yet you're always falling off. Well, is that pretty normal? I don't fall off. Oh, you jump off. Uh, no. Well, now, you, you jump off if one's falling. Now, you would lose in equestrian events for this kind of behavior. No, not if the horse fell. Well, the horse would lose. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you, okay, so. Yeah. But. We'll, we'll cons- I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at you in a new light, knowing all these horse remember, accidents. you got to remember, though, I've been riding for. Yeah, I know. So what I'm saying is. 60-some years. Well, well I'm, I just think over that time, maybe you'd have gotten better. Well, I am better. <laughs> but uh, see, the thing is, is that if, if you were an, an experienced rider. And that horse reared up on you and was falling back, you would probably just get sat on. Get sat on. Yeah. I guess I'd see that. Okay. All right. I take back what I said. Yeah, I still you, love you. You need to take that back. Okay. Uh, no, you're the anyway, best. You're the best horseback yeah. horseman that I know. Sure. Okay. So you so the horse bucks. So the you horse stay bucks. on for eight point one seconds. Eight point one seconds. And then oh. you go flying off. You to fall the off to slide the left. off to the horse's left. My yeah, our left. Your left. Yeah. Well you're well, both facing left, the same too. way. And I hit on my left side. And then my head hit the ground. No. And it was in August. It was really dry. And I now, thought, now you hurt the ground. Yeah, I hurt the ground. But I thought, I said, well, I've got a head injury. And I just, <laughs> I've got a head injury. <laughs> I wish everyone could see yeah. you, could see how serious you are when you just said that. You're just like, well, I've got a head injury. I mean, just straight thought, face, just that's I thought, it. Sure, I said, you know, I thought, I sat there and I thought, well, now I've been bucked off before, but I've never hit this hard. And so then. We, you're going to talk on the phone? No, no, I'm going to make a video of you so the, the <laughs> listeners can see. <laughs> That's all I, I, just, I don't know why I do this for further. <laughs> I, mean, so I anyway, just want everybody to see what's going right, on. All right, so, so I was about, well, the horse took off. Of course, if I had a gun, I'd probably he'd probably be still laying there. Well, you can't say that on the. I'm going to oh. edit that because that's like a state crime. Oh, it is. isn't it to kill a horse like without some kind of permit? Or? I don't know. I don't, maybe not. Does something mean to you? <laughs> I had a friend of mine that the horse the horse kicked somebody and he shot it. That seems awfully. Hard. I mean, well, I guess it's better they go put a horse. It hurts. No, I have. Horses, it hurts. Yeah, I mean. And bit, I've been bit by horses. Uh, I have, I've been have nipped at, not well, a real bite. Was not bit, a real horse bite. I, I, was, I was a kid. I was about 15, and this horse bit me, or 14, and I hit him in the nose with my fist. <laughs> he just punched him in the face? <laughs> he in the nose, and he didn't bite me again. Well, I bet not. But, not after that. I mean, but anyway, I'm surprised he survived. See, I was disappointed with this horse because I really liked this horse. He was really pretty, and he was just a real gentleman when you saddled him. He was a gentleman when we were working on his feet. Yeah. A lot of horses, if they have, you know, they have a sore foot or something, they they won't let you. They they, they can be a they bit of a push against you. They but can this kind of, one, he would stand there and just let me do whatever I yeah. did. But anyway, he was biding his time. He was biding his time. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was about a hundred yards from the barn one of my barns, and so I walked to the barn, and I called my wife, and she came down from the house and picked me up. I told her I'd had this thing, this accident. So we got up to the house, and I started getting dizzy when I was in the car, when we pulled in the garage, and I said, Linda, I'm a little dizzy. And so she set me down, and she said, well, maybe we need to go to the emergency room. I said, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm a horseman. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, I'm a specimen. 
And so anyway, uh, I passed out on her. And so she called 911, and the 911 people came. <laughs> you mean the EMS? Yeah, the EMS and, and yeah, the EMS. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> so they came, they came, <laughs> and and uh, they were looking at me, and I went out on them. So they said, "We think you have a head injury." And I said, "That's probably a true." Now, at this point, everyone seems to agree you had a head injury. I had a head injury. Now, now you're on a blood thinner now because of the heart attack. Yes. So at this stage, this could get pretty bad. This could be pretty bad. You never even thought about the blood thinner, but I was on the blood. Are you shitting me? No, I I mean, it's like the first thing we thought of when I heard this. Well, I never even thought about that. Okay, so continue. So you, so, they take you. I to, did think about. I did think I had a head injury. Now these are guys in a helicopter again. No, no, these were just some dudes in a truck. In a in an ambulance truck. Okay. Okay. So, so now you're said, get, you're getting used to riding these ambulances. Oh, yeah, so this said, is like all time I now. Said, I said uh, so. Um, uh, they said we're going to take you on to the UK and not you know how they have to stop at the closest hospital. Right. There's the Mount Stern Hospital because that's where I live. But they said we're going to take you to UK. Well. Probably one of the longest ambulance rides I've ever seen. It took them an hour. A golden hour. Now, uh, yeah, Linda, now, <clears throat> Linda couldn't believe it uh, that how long it took them because she beat them there. Uh, I think she did. I think she did. And and so what they did is when they got into Lexington, they went downtown. Instead of going up Woodland and stuff and going to the university, they went downtown. I said, "You're all going to." I could see the. <laughs> Down through the <laughs> back of the van. They just swing by Rupp to see just, if there was a uh, yeah, big blue madness was I'm starting. I'm glad I didn't crash. And so anyway, I was really about to pee. That was I was really about to pee. And when I was at home, they tried to get me up to let me go to the bathroom, and I, I was too dizzy. And I'm going to tell you something, and in all seriousness, <clears throat> that shocky dizziness is really a bad feeling. Right now, it, it's a morbid feeling. Now at this point, you think you're dizzy because of your head injury. Yeah, I'm thinking, but. I'm <clears throat> when you get to the emergency department, they find out that it's not Well, what necessarily... happened was I told the nurse, <coughs> I said, look, i got to pee. I said, you all going to have to cath me or let me do something. i got to pee. So they put me in this closet <laughs> down there, some kind of... It's know, not a bathroom. No, what, no. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, they, they was afraid, I guess, let me get up. And I laid there and peed. Now, did they have you in a sea collar? No. What the hell? They didn't have me in a sea collar. Uh-uh. Did they know you fell off a horse? Yeah. All right. But they didn't call the trauma alert yet. So anyway, so I'm I didn't fall off. I was bucked off. Oh, uh, there's a big. <laughs> there's a, all right, there's you were bucked off a horse. Yes, that's a big difference. Right. But anyway, so I'm while, while I'm peeing, I notice my my belly's hurting a little bit, and it's feeling bloated, like you eat something you shouldn't eat or eat too much or something. Mm-hmm. And so when I got in there, the emergency room, well, there's a fourth-year medical student from Arkansas who was rotating there. Came oh, look in at them. And, um, and was talking to me, and then the attending came in, and I, I said, you know, and, and, and they examined my belly a little bit, and it was a little bit tender, and I told them where I hit. And so they, uh, they did a fast exam on me with an ultrasound, and saw blood in the peritoneal cavity. And the guy said, well, you got to have at least, what, a unit of blood in there, a half unit of blood for them to be positive. Half unit, I think. And so uh, then they called the trauma alert. Mm-hmm. And then the trauma team came down and, you know, talked to me. And, of course, I had IVs in and stuff. And so they sent me to the CT scanner, and they CT'd my head, chest, and abdomen, and they found I had a ruptured spleen. 
uh, grade three, I think it was, and then a big perinephric hematoma on the left. And yeah, so kid- you busted your spleen in your kidney. Yeah, and for my those. left kidney wasn't working, and that that scared me a little bit more than the spleen. I mean, you know, spleen just take that. But anyway, um, <laughs> but but while but while they were, they had stepped out, and Linda was in there with me, and uh, she looked up. My blood pressure was a hundred and ten, and then. All of a sudden, it was like 90, and I said, Linda, I'm getting dizzy, and she said, you're dizzy laying there, and I said, yeah, I'm getting dizzy, and then boom, I don't remember anything. Apparently, my blood pressure dropped to 40, and she, there was nobody in there, so she had to go out in the hall and say, hey, his blood pressure down, so the nurse came in, and she called the trauma team back, and then when I woke up, I was getting blood, and, uh, and you know, I tell you, Blood going in feels really good. Well, when you're about to die. Yeah, I mean, I it, mean. <laughs> it was cold. It just felt so good. And then the the chief resident had put an art line in and was suturing art line in with no numbing medicine. And I, I told him, I said, look, I'll help teach you how to operate, and you're trying to kill me here. But now that's Nick Jackson? Nick Jackson, yeah. Nick, N-I-C-K-J-A-C-K-S-O-N, doctor. And he said, oh, he said, it's okay. And I said, yeah. But anyway, but then, then, because this has got something to do with it, a couple of nights later, I said, put an arm board on my arm. Because I said, if I flex my wrist, the art line won't work anymore. But, yeah. of course, they're not going to listen to me. Well, maybe they were just concerned that if you flexed at all, you might just rip all the gowns and the clothes. Well, just like the they, pre- were, they were worried about that. Right, right, right. So you so, had arm board issues. So anyway, they put me up in the ICU. Uh, in the trauma ICU mm-hmm. in the new hospital, and um, uh, I was there for four days. Well, that night though, they came in and and uh, they took me to the arteriography suite and arteriogrammed me and uh, embolized part of my spine. So that so for the people you know, a lot of people listening to this don't don't really know a lot about medical yeah. stuff, or even some people that know a lot about medical stuff don't know a lot about surgical stuff. Yeah. But so they basically um, go in and do an angiogram of your spleen. Yeah. x-rays of your spleen mm-hmm. and squirt a bunch of stuff uh, like gelatin and whatever mm-hmm. uh, into the blood vessels of the spleen to make mm-hmm. it stop bleeding. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that basically kills off your that part of your spleen. Yes. And they do that because they don't want to take your spleen out. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think they did that because they were soft as, I, as a well, bunch of surgeons? No, or do you I, think- I think what it was is that because I'm on that Berlinta and aspirin that they thought I would bleed. And I told I told the attending, I said, look, operate on people on that stuff all the time i said you know if you can stop it fine but if you can't just operate on them yeah and uh, but they so, did this plan and you you survived i survived you hurt you felt like shit for a while i did i didn't feel too good now who saw you in the hospital the attending no 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 who, who oh, came to visit came, you came to visit me <laughs> you, came, you came to visit me uh did you came did you come that night no i didn't know about it till the morning yeah the no wait or they called me and like 2 a.m. or yeah, something. Nobody you, even told me. You came the next morning. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm Did even Did you bring list- cookies again? Yeah, no, I cookies. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Now, am I listed on the next of kin, like in the, the emergency you, contact you number? You are the next of kin. I need to be listed as the yeah. emergency yeah, contact. Yeah, all, all of our blood children have spent their inheritance. Yeah. You get it all. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to take over that mortgage, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can handle it. <laughs> now, um, now, when I went there, you were walking around in the hallway, and I swear, I thought that maybe you had been drinking 
hey, there's my surgical son. There he is. Hey, girl. He, you were in there flirting with all the nurses. I was like, this is what it must have been like when he was a resident here. Hey, pretty girl, how are you? She thinks, oh, she's so, she's just trying to get. I don't the, remember doing that, but, uh, but, but I'm sure I did. <laughs> but, yeah, it was interesting. But you know what the hardest night was? Was the next night. The, the night same, after. The next, yes. Well, your spleen started to die. Yeah. Well, no, what happened was, was I'm in this, you know, it's a, it's a they're, they're pretty nice rooms. And, oh, yeah, it's like a suite. It's, it's really like, nice up there. It's like a suite. And uh, I'm in there, and I hadn't didn't sleep any that Friday night, you know, because of all the stuff. I didn't sleep any Saturday, and so Saturday night I was pretty sleepy. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> we had this new nurse. He's a young, oh, he's young. Actually trained here at Moorhead. It was in there, and what would happen is, is... What I predicted about my arterial line. Oh, yeah. It was reading blood pressure is 180, 190. Well, oh, that's not like you to have the, blood no, pressure that no. high. And so, and so the monitor would start. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, looking at you doing that noise, I just wish we got to do this on video because everybody needs to see what I'm seeing right now. I mean, and so we called the nurse. And, of course, you know, it take some 20 minutes to get in there but so i said linda this thing drive me crazy and so so he comes in and i said look i can't sleep or anything and, and i said can you do something no he said and so he would play with my art line and he'd flush it and then he'd quit well 10 15 minutes later again so we'd ring the bell <laughs> You know, and and he'd come in. I'd say, "Look, I'm going nuts here." He'd say, "Well, I said, can't you can you not turn it off in here?" And he said, "No, it'll mess it up outside, out on the monitors outside." I said, "What?" And he said, "But anyway." So you just had I put up with that all night. Well, it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm nuts. I'm going nuts. And if I'd have had a stick, I would have broke the monitor. I said, "You got to do something." I said, "Put me in the hall." Put me in the elevator. Put me anywhere, but get me out of this room <laughs> in that monitor. So he didn't do it. But when the new nurse came on, she just muted it. <laughs> I pressed this button called silence, silence, and all of a sudden everything's better. Yeah, but that was a rough night, I'm telling you. That's and, you know, it's interesting when, you, when you're on that side, you see how sometimes you can get really uh, upset over stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't Because you don't sleep. You can't sleep with all them tubes and stuff in you. Yeah. And IVs and stuff. You can't. No, I mean, it's, there's a reason nobody gets any rest while they're in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. People look at you like you're crazy when you're like, when you go home, you'll be able to sleep a lot better. Yeah. I'm in the hospital. This is going to be the best time I'm ever going to sleep while yeah. I'm here in the hospital. Yeah. This is crazy, Doc. Why are you sending me home? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's like. You, oh, it's crazy. It, I don't understand how anybody's not like just like a total zombie while yeah. they're in the hospital. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was in there four days, but then. So on the day I was getting ready to go home, they came in and my they did a CT urogram on me. My mm-hmm. left kidney started working. Good. And they said, uh, uh, "Well, I think you're ready to go home. My my crit was stable at 30 or 28 or whatever." And and uh, they said, "I think you're ready to go home." So Linda was with me, and and I so she went down to get the car and pull it up to the front of the hospital. And for some reason, I gave her my phone, and I and so. So we're sitting there waiting on a transport team. No transport team. 
Well, I couldn't call in, and I knew so. It was about forty-five minutes now. Yeah. She's just sitting down there. She's just sitting down there, and I did, and I couldn't call her. And so finally, I got. Now, why well, didn't you call your own phone? I didn't have a phone. No, no, you couldn't use the phone from the hospital. Well, that's what I ended up doing. I, now, and how long nurses, did it take you to think of that plan? Forty-five minutes. Because <laughs> it took me about ten seconds. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> but, so. How am I supposed to get in touch with somebody who's holding my cell phone? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but after forty-five, well, now you got to remember, I've had this major trauma. Oh yeah, you're on me- you're on pain brain, meds and my everything. My brain probably wasn't working. Too now much. your CT, your head was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it yeah, was empty. Nick Jackson said. <laughs> So your CT of your head, it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't show anything. Didn't show anything. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, 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 the nurse let me borrow her, uh, her cell phone, and I called her, and I said, well, I'll be down there as soon as I, I can. Well, finally, they, the nurse said, well, I'm going to go find you a wheelchair. There's no wheelchairs in the University of Kentucky Hospital. I mean, okay? none. <laughs> There's none anywhere. <laughs> so she comes back and so I can't find one. I said, now, wait a minute. This is a major university hospital, and there's no wheel, there's no wheelchairs. They're all down in the smoking area. They're all wherever they are. Yeah, smoking area. <laughs> and so, uh, so there's a resident in there. I think he's an oral surgery resident rotating on the trauma team. Do they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When they're interns, I think. He says I'll take him down. So I walked down. Nice. So, that's tough, man. That's a lot tough. of people don't walk down. Yeah, that, you have to be a specimen to do that. Yes, yes. You keep that's, throwing that term out. And yes. Almost so, like a pathology specimen. So I must, yeah, I almost was a pathology specimen. So that was that uh, episode. And then that took a while. You came back, what, a month after that? Yeah. Six weeks? Three or four weeks, something like that. I don't remember. Your spleen hurt for a while, didn't it? Yeah. I, I you didn't look just, good. You looked well, bad. Well, I had that. My face was all bruised up. You remember my face being all bruised up? I just up? remember being beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I hit, but. <clears throat> no, I, I remember you You were dragging for a while. You you seem like you're back up to speed now. Yeah, I'm getting better. Uh, yeah, I'm getting better. And well, she was going to do it, too. she's doing now, though. She's on this heart healthy diet. Yeah. I, I Look at me. Hey, listen. We're, we're eating healthy at my house these days, uh, too. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> I know, mean, our food's not that bad. I mean, you know, I, well, it's really not either. I mean, it, it's just no sweets. She's, she's got my, you know, my, I had my checkup with my family doctor. And by the way, the office visit took four and one half hours. They did one of those uh, uh, cognitive, uh, you know, Dementia tests on me. Did you pass? <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. But I don't remember. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about being old enough to have that. Uh, no. But I, I am, aren't I? Mm, I mean, you don't... Do s- I act demented? Barely. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, you can recall the events of all these, you know. Yeah. But you know when they give you five things and then... The, it's Ten minutes a, later, ask you to repeat them. It's pretty hard. To yeah, do. I know. I couldn't pass that now, and I don't feel like I'm very demented. So, yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean you. Um, but my A1C was up a little bit. Not, oh, it's yeah, still normal. Oh, but yeah. Was, uh, so, yeah, the old, my, the know, old high so normal. They put me on, you know, so I'm gonna do all that stuff. That's a bummer. But uh, but we we're I mean it's not that bad. You sneak in some jelly beans every now and then. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 She hides. We've had some dark chocolate candy, but she hides it. And I can't find it. The dark chocolate is supposed to be good for your heart. It is good. So why is she hiding it from you? Well, because she knows I'll eat the whole bag. Oh. I mean, self control. She only not gives good. me three pieces at a time. You act like she's like some like taskmaster, like she's like restricting your life or something. Well, not exactly, but she's. And you know, she's not. A... 
Oh, I, I, now I don't say a, anything you're going to get in trouble for. I, I bought it. I got another horse, okay? Okay, good. The old horse that, that your wife rode, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, nobody rides him much anymore because he's so old. But anyway, and his knees bother him. So I got another horse, but she's really not what I want. And Linda's not too excited about me riding much I don't know anymore. why not. I mean, I'm riding some, riding this horse some, mostly in the round pen stuff, but she she's... Uh, when I say, look, I think I found another horse, she's not jumping all over that. No, she's not real excited about it. I don't think I don't think she wants me to ride much. Hmm. I don't know why not. I don't know. Hmm. That seems you know, unreasonable. Because I, you know, I mean, there's these farms around me. I can ride, you know, two and three and four miles away from the house, but she doesn't. I think if I was her, I'd want, want you to that. be out there as far away from me as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you got it's, you just gotta get back in there. Uh, You're not a spring chicken anymore, I'm not Mikey. A spring chicken, no. You wouldn't. I mean, you don't look a day over forty. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was I was seeing a patient the other day. You know, like people talk about how old you look or how young you look, and so I don't think you look as old as you are. Because you're old. But I'm thinking about growing a beard because you've got one. Well, this is, you know, I'm at, a, I'm at a stage in life where with four kids and work and call and the weather and every other thing, like I, I'm on like a every two weeks shaving, you know, and I pop in. But your the, beard grows out in two weeks. No, I mean. It'd take a month. This is like, this is like what, like, I mean, a bunch of, I mean, this is like Victor Paluski grow this in an hour. You know, I mean, this is not, I'm not, I'm not proud of this beard, but I'm not, I'm also not so ashamed of it that I'm going to shave it off because I'm you, not waking you, up an extra 10 minutes yeah, early. You look like those movie stars, you know, the movie stars all have that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I had you a, look like. I had a patient, um, I was seeing the other day and, um, or it was yesterday morning. We did a, we did a case and went out to talk to the family and the wife I know real well. I've operated on her and, um, the, the patient's daughter, I operated on that lady's kid. I mean, four or five years ago, they're still talking about how, like, oh, Doctor Perry, we were, we were so glad you were able to be to see him in the office and get him in to get his gallbladder out, and um, and I was just having my normal conversation, and um, the lady was like, I mean, this is it. You, see, you explain everything so well. You just you're so smart and you just know everything. And I'm feeling like pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And then the daughter of the patient is like, Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing because you you know, I mean, that you know so much. And I was like, Well, I mean. I mean, this is pretty basic stuff for what we do. And, well, you just, at your age, you just, I mean, at like, what are you, 20? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, what are you, 20 years old? How old are you? It's like, I'm I'm a, like a really worn out 39 years old. <laughs> she said, no, I would have said maybe 23. I was like, how long do you think it takes to become a doctor? <laughs> like, how do you, what do you think it is we do? And I was like, uh, no. I get that all the time, you know. Yeah. I get the, like, well, you know, I used to get it, but I don't get it anymore. Now you're distinguished, though. Well, I don't know. See, I'm not getting the gray hairs and the. I'm, I just have, I mean, they're coming. I then. bet my beard will be gray, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. If I had one. I'm, I'm not thinking about it. I, you know, like I've, I always say, I hate to deprive the world of this face. Well, but, nobody, I mean, yeah, but, I, I totally agree with that. You know. But you know, I thought about it. Well, you know, I, I've intermittently, um, you know, we had the discussion with Tom Newcomb when he was on the podcast. I talked to him about the mustache and like, mm-hmm. and you know, I ran that experiment again this November where I grew out my mustache and then talked to people and mm-hmm. and like you would be surprised, like a man with facial hair around here gets a lot more street cred. Like people love a guy with a mustache. Really? Well. Uh, grown adult men appear to relate better to a man with a mustache, even a mustache as bad as what mine. I mean, my my mustache fills you, in. Yours looks good though, but but but, it, you, but you look like a, a you know a crook. 
Yeah, I mean, I look, yeah, I look like, like a, a hoodlum. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good description yeah. of it. And um, it's just because I don't know what to do with it. Like, I, I just kind of leave it past the mouth. I, we talk a lot about my mustache. It probably, you know, I don't think a lot of people enjoy it when I grow my mustache out. I like out, it. But. I mean, it, 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 you do look like a, like a sex offender or something. <laughs> you know, somebody like that. You know, kind of, you do look like somebody that would be kind of hanging around in the Walmart parking lot. No, you know, or something. Yeah. Have I ever told you my my parking lot story? Uh, I, I don't, you might have even remembered this because yeah, when, yeah, the the one with I forgot. Well, you told me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't told this on a podcast yet. But you know, we have trouble in Mount Sterling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always just have like crazy run-ins with people. But I had um, this is back when I had my Mountain Sterling clinic, and I ran over at lunchtime to go buy a new Mister Coffee, you know, a Kroger, mm-hmm. and I got there and they're like dust off the top of it and got this. Mr. Coffee, coffee, coffee maker um, at Kroger, and I had it on the bottom of my cart, and I was in my wife's van for some reason. I don't know why. My maybe my truck was in the shop or something, but I had put the Mr. You know, Mr. Coffee on the bottom of the cart, and then filled the cart up with groceries because you know at that time I think we had three kids, so it wasn't. I'm not at two cart shopping yet, but I'm mm-hmm. filling the cart up with all the food and nonsense, and the coffee makers on the bottom, and go through checkout and um, walking out to the parking lot i don't know i think there was maybe a log jam at the exit or something so anyway i'm I'm going out to the to the van and i start loading up the groceries and a lady walks by and she's carrying a mr coffee coffee maker and i thought wow that's interesting that lady bought a mr coffee maker too and i'm like oh huh how about that gets into the car next to me and it's like this beat ass like jalopy of like a Chevelle. You know, it's all rusted out. There's a like a dude with no shirt mm-hmm. with a mullet, like sitting in the driver's seat. She gets in, tosses the coffee maker in, and they get in and they like I mean, they're in a hurry to leave. I'm like, that's that's weird. It's just weird happenings. Like just an odd whatever. That seems odd. So I loading up, loading up, loading up, fill up get like the bottom of the cart and look down no there's no no damn coffee maker <laughs> so i was like that son of a i mean what the hell and i was like i think that lady just ripped off my coffee maker <laughs> and i was like what how did she how is this get possible? it well the thing is i, I don't know i think what I, i'm my guess is what happened there, there's uh, two theories right either while i was checking out she like came up and slid it out from under the bottom of the cart while in the commotion of bagging. Oh, it was down in the bottom. It was in the bottom, yeah. like underneath the cart, yeah. like above yeah. the wheels. Yeah. And she either slid it or that that it was on there kind of precariously when and like a Carl or whatever his name is that does the bagging at the Kroger mm-hmm. in Mount Sterling, that it fell off. And she just was like, Oh, look at this. Free coffee maker. And then noted like thought, oh, I saw it fall off that guy's cart. And instead of like coming and handing it back to me, she was like, Oh shit, he already paid for this. <laughs> so then I, I like go back into the Kroger. I'm like, hey, I paid for a coffee maker, and I don't have a. I, it, I think a lady stole it from me. Can you check the security cameras? And the guy's like, I gotta let you talk to the manager. I'm like, okay. So I go talk to the manager, and he's like 18 years old, and uh, he's like, uh, I mean, I, I, it doesn't sound like something that would happen. And I was like, I'm, what? I don't care what it sounds like. Like this lady, she like stole my coffee maker, and he's like, no, I don't, I don't think it's. I'm like, could you check the videotape? He's like, I'm. Well, why don't we just give you a new coffee maker? I'm like, you're just gonna let her steal from from me? Not even she's not stealing from you. I paid for that. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was like, well, let's get a new coffee maker. He's like, well, I gotta go check your truck first. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, well, I gotta make sure you're not trying to steal a coffee maker. Ah! I was like, you're shitting me. So this guy, this. no, this guy makes me come back to this is I had only lived in Mount Sterling for like 
six months. I we'd only just started. And this is after like, you know, uh, this I think is right after I had I had gotten my car wreck. I'd hurt my back. Like yeah. first year is going great, right? And yeah. um, and so he made me drag out. And I had to go and unload the tr- unload the back of the van. Uh-huh. to look for the coffee maker and prove to him. And then he's, like, checking the receipt. Then we have to go in and see if they even have another one. And they do. And then he's like, yeah, you can just have it. I don't care. And I was like, that's it? No paperwork? Nah. He's just like, yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time. So I don't know. I mean, but, yeah, that was uh, that was my, like. I, I didn't hear. I yeah, no. Yeah. I, I You know, I always think about that every time I go to that Kroger. Like, you know, it's just that's such a weird thing that you know and, and i've had other run-ins in the kroger parking lot at um in mount Sterling. like one night i went out and i was um it was late and i think i was um i mean i don't, I don't know what i was buying you know it could be diapers or whatever mm-hmm. and come out and it's maybe like 11 o'clock at night it's dark there's nothing going on in the parking lot and then i pull up and there's a guy with his hood up on his truck and he like i'm not even kidding he has a crowbar and this is like he got gets out of the driver's side, gets has a crowbar, like a tire iron, mm-hmm. um, like a you know, I mean yeah. not, a, not a crowbar, but a tire iron, yeah. and he just starts hammering on the frame of the truck, like on the, um, it's like a beat to hell, like rusted out piece of crap. It looks like it's been shot up by a shotgun or something. There's like whole like bull, like, like somebody's been using it for target practice, and he has the hood up, and he gets out with no shirt on. <laughs> And he's got tattoos everywhere. I mean, the whole night. And I'm like, what the hell is about to happen here? He's like just maybe two cars over from my parking spot. And he gets out with this tire iron and goes and has the hood up and starts banging on the, like, chassis of the – like, he starts banging on the frame of the car. The engine's not running or anything. He's just hammering at it. And then he, like, slams the hood down, and the hood's all beat up. Like somebody, And I'm just like, this is just literally somebody escaped from the insane asylum. And it's just like out there banging away on this car out there in the middle of the Kroger parking lot with no shirt on at 11 o'clock at night in July. And I'm like, where in the hell is, I mean, where am I? Like, uh, why, why, what's going on here? I was like, this is stuff I've never seen. You know, like I've seen people get arrested. Did he get in a truck and take off? No, it wasn't. I I don't, I think he was just banging on it because he was mad at it because it wouldn't start or something. I, I don't know what happened. I, I'd tell you who got in the car and took off. <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm going to stick around and see yeah. what old, uh, you know, Jim Bob over there has, has going on. Just a little bit uh, uncomfortable.